Welcome to this Miritiki Obama 7 podcast special. I'm Rob Lee and joining me ringside at the NIA in Birmingham, the city where it all began for Bama, is Simon Head. All right, Si? Yeah, I'm fantastic, Rob. It's already been a spectacular night of action. We've just seen Rob C. Paul Sinclair successfully defend his British lightweight title. Sorry, Bama lightweight title. Uh, what a, a stunning knockout win over Diego Vital. He made hard work of it, though, before that uppercut, though, didn't he, Si? Well, I think Diego Vital, he's, he's been uh, underrated in terms of his durability. He took some big body shots. He took some good shots to the chin, but he kept coming. And for a man who came into the fight just on 24 hours' notice, came in to replace Leonardo Santos. Uh, came in, did a fantastic job. But we were talking during the fight. I said Rob Sinclair needed to start throwing uppercuts. First one he threw, lights out. He really did. You're pumping him up a little bit. I thought he looked a bit soft. But you know, that was, as you said, only 24 hours' notice. Leonardo Santos was supposed to be here. But he looked out of shape after the first round, didn't he? Realistically. Yeah, no, no. He was, he was, he was blowing hard after that first round. But, you know, 24 hours' notice. I mean, I, I can't do anything at 24 hours' notice. I don't know, I don't know about you. Well, you have to schedule your toilet breaks, but that's that's just you, son. So, anyway, the pride of Lancashire, Rob Sinclair, has gone over. Let's get your predictions for the rest of the card. Now, first up, we're expecting the lightweight bout between uh, Jason Ball and Andre Winner. What, what are you going to call it there? I think this is going to be a very, very close fight. I mean, Jason Ball has, has been around the scene domestically for quite some time now. Andre Winner, however, has, has been keeping much, much higher company. Uh, he comes through the ultimate fighter with the UFC. I see Andre Winner winning this fight. He's going to be a bigger, stronger fighter. And the thing to look out for with Andre Winner, boxing. His striking is superb. You look out for pinpoint shots. He's going to be very, very dangerous on his feet. Andre Winner takes this one. So you're expecting a stand-up there, right? And also, we've after that, we've got the Lonsdale British heavyweight title decider between Jack Marshman and Carl Noon. What's going to happen there, side? Well, we've got service from Jack Marshman going for the British middleweight title against Carl Noon. Um, this is a tough one to call, to be honest, because I've not seen either of these two guys fight. Uh, my heart goes with the serviceman. I'm picking Marshman on this one. Okay. Well, the nostalgic vote for Simon. How about the catchweight? Well, I say catchweight between Paul Daly and Jordan Brader. Yeah, Paul Daly. This fight was scheduled to be 170 pounds at welterweight. Paul Daly came into this weighing at 176, which even if allowing for weight cuts on the day, getting in the sauna, six pounds is a lot to be uh, over the limit when you go to weigh-in day. I understand there were sauna issues, the local gym, the sauna packed in, and two or three fighters on the card actually missed weight and had to come back and do their weight again. But they only missed by one or two pounds, so they were able to do it. Paul Daly, six pounds over, took the option that actually, he's, gonna, he's just going to put himself in all sorts of trouble by trying to lose lose that weight. It's not the first time this has happened with Daly, though, has it? Unfortunately, no. This has happened a lot in Paul Daly's recent career. Um, and it saw it, it actually cost him uh, the Bama welterweight title in his last fight here with Bama, where he was due to face Yuya Shirai for the title. He couldn't make weight. The fight continued. Shirai took the fight, but it was no longer a title fight because he couldn't make weight. It's the same story again tonight. Huge respect to uh, Jordan Raddick for taking the fight. Uh, I understand that there's been a reduction from Daly's purse. That money has gone to Radev, which I think is fair. Uh, he's coming on weight. Daly, however, he's an absolute machine. He's a striking animal. Um, Radev, I understand, is a very, very good. He's a, he's a, a 
an Olympic wrestler. So he's 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 basically Paul Daly's kryptonite in terms of style. <laughs> so it's what a Daly can keep the fight on its feet. We know that his takedown defense has improved immeasurably since he fought Josh Koscheck. Um, he's had fights since then. He fought Nick Diaz in an absolute barn burner and had Diaz in big trouble before he was eventually stopped in that fight. He lost recently to Tyron Woodley, a very skilled wrestler himself. But Woodley certainly had to really, really fight hard to get those takedowns. Daly looked far improved on the ground. I'm going to go with the with the uh, the British vote here. I'm going for Daly. The power in these hands, and also he hasn't had to go through the massive weight cut. I think he's going to be comfortable. He's going to come in a lot bigger, and I think he's going to win this fight by knockout. Okay, a little bit porky and outside. He's going with Paul Daly for that match. And in the main event, we've got Jimmy Woolhead versus Frank Trigg. The middleweight main event. It's got to be Trigg, hasn't it? Well, all all the signs are pointing to Frank Trigg. This was supposed to be for the Bannon middleweight title. It's supposed to be Tom Kong Watson, the defending champion, versus Frank Trigg. Uh, Watson pulled out with a, with a back injury. He's had a long-standing back problem, and it's, it's come to its head where really it needed sorting. He's got herniated disc in his back. You can't mess around with herniated disc. They need sorting. He's taken time out. Uh, Frank Trigg wasn't that impressed, I understand, from comments in the press. But you sure do, he wasn't. But you do what you got to do. Hopefully that fight will happen further down the line. However... In his stead has come Judo Jimmy Warhead, who uh, is a welterweight fighter, much as Frank Trigg is, actually. Both these guys normally operate a welterweight, and they're both taking part at the middleweight weight class. Gives them an extra 15 pounds, 185 instead of 170. Uh, the weight cut, obviously, much, much easier. Uh, and, and what it means is, for Jimmy Warhead, this is a no-lose fight for him. He's fought over in Bellator. Arguably, he's very unlucky not to have been given a shot in the UFC. He fights out of the rough house with the likes of Andre Winner, Dan Hardy, people of that ilk. And he's very, very, very well-skilled in all areas of MMA. He's coming into this fight a huge underdog. He's not the name in this fight. He's coming at short notice, relatively short notice. And uh, Frank Trick said it himself. Even if Trigg wins this fight by decision, it's a loss for him. Well, he's got the chance to make it tonight. We've got four excellent bouts upcoming. We've also got Noel Clark and Nate Markart in the audience. So we'll be updating you with uh, recaps of every fight after they've happened. So thank you for joining us on the Mirror TKO Bama 7 special podcast. Hey, Andre winner beat Jason Ball 30-27. The winner by unanimous decision is Andre winner. We expected this to be a step too far for Jason Ball, but did he, he you know he didn't step up, but it wasn't quite the whitewash we expected, was it side? Well, I think, personally, I was expecting Andre Winner to come into this fight. Um, I expected him to be too big, too strong. And I thought with his superior striking that he would actually get himself a TKO victory. Credit to Jason Ball. Uh, he stayed in there. 
it wasn't an absolute domination by any stretch of the imagination. I think Winner narrowly won all three rounds. It certainly wasn't a total domination by him. He won the fight. He won all three rounds. Uh, credit to him. He moves on. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the absolute uh, thrashing that some people might have seen on paper. Ball didn't get bounced. We expected a statement from Andre Winner. But where's he going now after this win? Well, he's got the win. He's got a W. That's the important thing. I think Bammer are probably looking to build Winner to uh, a, a title fight with Rob Sinclair, who we watched earlier this evening, successfully defending his title against Diego Vital. Um, on that performance, it's not one that people are going to really clamour for. They may still look to make that fight anyway. Uh, I think that, that will be the fight further down the line. Andre Winner versus uh, the, the current champion, C4, Rob Sinclair. Okay, well, next up we've got Jack Marshman versus Carl Noon. We'll be back after this fight. This is the Bama 7 Mirror TKO special and we have just witnessed an absolutely incredibly dramatic slugfest with Jack Marshman and Carl Noon, worthy of any main event on any MA card anywhere, isn't it Simon? This was the inaugural British middleweight title fight. We've never had one of these before. The L Lonsdale have put a name to it, synonymous with boxing the Lonsdale belt. And this was, this was worthy of the Lonsdale belt and the name of Lonsdale. Now, Noon dominated the first round, didn't he? He was really punchy. He's a muscular guy. We were concerned about the lactic acid billion, But he kept slugging away, didn't he? He really had Marshman in a bad position. It was all Noon in the first round. He got it. It was a little bit of stand-up, but not too much. He got hold of him, wrestled him around the ring, took him down, and pounded the snot out of him for most of the fight. It was a real domination. But throughout, Jack Marshman looked to try work submissions, threw the legs up looking for an armbar, he was involved in the fight, he was intelligently defending himself as the rules state, and he survived that first round crucially. But as you said, after only a minute of the first round, you said to me, Jack's got to survive another three minutes on this, and by the end of the first round, his face was one big bruise, but Noon was knackered, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's such a big muscular guy, and he was throwing those, he was raining down those massive left and right hands, the lactic acid built up, and you could see it in round two. I just got to interrupt you. Go to go near the, uh, the decision. And you can listen to this crowd of being going absolutely wild, haven't they? Now that is worthy of a champion, that match, wasn't it? Jack Marshman, what can you say about the guy? He faced adversity, he came back fantastically after being dominated in that first round, did the business, won the fight. Unbelievable performance of Jack Marshman. the Mirror TK Obama 7 podcast. Now, I say rather unfairly said this match between Radef and Daly was a bit of a toilet break after the last bout between Marshman and Noon. But, fair play to Jordan Radef. He was hard-faced, more hard-faced than some of the women walking around its arena. He must wipe his nose with sandpaper, eh, Si? That man is harder than a coffin nail, let me tell you. He walks in. Bear in mind, he made weight. Paul Daly did not make weight. 
Um, so he was up against it from the very start. He's an Olympic calibre wrestler. He went in there and he hung with Paul Daly, largely standing up for three solid rounds. And you've got to, you have to just sit back and applaud the guy because he was in there for the very end and he won that last round on my card. So what can we learn from this uh, about the Paul Daly's development over the last past couple of months? Well, I think one of the one of the key things that we've seen develop over the last probably three or four fights is takedown defence. Tonight he was facing an Olympic caliber wrestler, and I think he only got taken down once, and that was in the last round. So for Paul Daly, and, and also there were there were multiple takedown attempts by Jordan Radek. Daly spent a lot of the first round on one leg as he was trying to come back and take down the tents by Radev. He did a superb job. He kept the fight standing. He did, he did a great job. That takedown defense is coming on leaps and bounds with every single fight we see. He's developing as a fighter. On the flip side, are there questions to be asked about Paul Daly? You know, there was a lack of respect, arguably, with not meeting weight. And he, he kind of underestimated Radev, didn't he? Well, I think... When you're, when you're coming in to fight at welterweight, you need to be prepared to, to, to make weight. Now, I don't know whether there were uh, mitigating circumstances. We don't know. We have to ask the man himself. All I know is, this is not uncommon for Paul Daly. He's missed weight on a number of occasions in the past. And it cost him, as I said earlier, it cost him the Bama welterweight title. But he couldn't make weight to face Julia Shira in his last fight here in the UK. But that said, he came in, he did the job, he won the fight. And there is no denying, making weight or not, this man is a world-class operator. And he proved it again tonight. Okay, thank you, sir. I'm going to interrupt you there because we're going to have to head back. The Strangtrick is entering the arena. Jimmy Judo Wallhead won a split decision over Frank Trick to round out Banner 7. What do you think about that last match, Si? So it's a fantastic performance. Jimmy Wallhead coming in on short notice. Uh, moving up a weight category as well to fight 
Frank Trigg, who himself actually had moved up a weight category a few fights back. Um, obviously, I think the you know the bookie's favourite was Frank Trigg. Uh, the moves were for him to face Tom Kong Watson. Tom Kong Watson back injury. In steps Jimmy Warhead. Jimmy Warhead produced an absolutely superb performance. Took it on a split decision. Um, I thought he won the fight 29-28. Um, I thought Trigg maybe nicked the last round. One judge had him at 30-27 though, didn't he? I can, yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, I, I just think that last round I thought I thought Trigg shaded it, but the other two rounds I thought were were, were definitely Warhead. Um, you could argue maybe the second and third were, were, were you know quite close, but Warhead deserves his victory. Trigg will be uh, thinking of, of of what might have been. The title shot was there for him. Circumstances beyond his control meant it was no longer a title shot, uh, and his uh, late replacement has gone in and beaten him, and justifiably so. But it's a big boon that we've got another British guy right at the top. So what are Judo's options going forward? He has options. He has two options, two really, really lucrative options as well. First off, and he mentioned it uh, in his post-fight interview, he'd like to fight Tom Kong Watson at middleweight. That's the that's the big money fight. Yeah. That's the domestic fight that, mm-hmm. that I think would really attract attention in the UK. But he could always drop down to uh, welterweight and take on Nate, Nate the Great Marquardt, who's coming into Bama, um, and he's obviously looking for an opponent. That would be a very intriguing match. Um, it it's tailor made for Watson, though, isn't it? In my opinion, he should fight Watson. I think I think it's a more competitive fight. Um, I think I think it would be a good fight. If I was a betting man, I'd have to put my money on Watson, but I think it would be a very very entertaining fight. We have to congratulate everyone involved with Bama Seven, though. What an event it's been at Birmingham's NIA. The crowd loved it. I mean, you know, the atmosphere in the arena from from the first fight through to the last was outstanding. Uh, There's not chap at the in the last match chanting USA till he was hoarse, but just the atmosphere. For Noon and uh, Marshman, it was a superb, wasn't it? Really it was. It was outstanding. I mean, Jack Marshman, what a story! I mean, he's, he's an active serviceman. He's taken up MMA. He's taken on a man mountain in in Carl Noon and been absolutely blasted in the first round. Noon, big, strong, muscular guy, gassed out in round two. Marshman came back, and then obviously round three, we had an absolute barn burner of an end of a fight. Well, certainly was, the most dramatic fight I've ever seen, line and my absolute highlight as well. Yeah. I've, obviously, if they were giving out bonuses for fight of the night, that would be fight of the night, no questions asked. Word for Paul Daly, um, obviously he has issues when it comes to uh, weight management and things like that. Uh, his fight with Bradov, Olympic standard wrestler, he showed improved takedown defence, his striking was on point, perhaps he was guilty of trying to throw knockout shots with every punch or every kick, but I thought he looked good in there. And uh, a word a word for Jordan Radev, um, he, look, he looks a good, good fighter, and, you know, and he's and his Bama debut, that was outstanding from him, losing only by one round. Good performance from him. So, Sai, any more final thoughts? Uh, well, I think you look at Bama as a promotion, they're still relatively new on the scene. You've got the you know the established big guns of the UFC and strike force. Um, but over here in the UK, Bama they seem to be growing things the right way. They're playing these big arena events, but they're doing it the right way. They're getting quality fights in there. And for me, the biggest plus was the fact that they're now starting this British championship. 
the Lonsdale British Championship. We've got the Lonsdale belt in boxing. It's 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 an institution in in the sport of boxing in the UK. They're now thankfully moving across into MMA as well. They sponsored Tom Kong Watson, but they're now sponsoring the British title. And they're going to be rolling these British titles out across all their weight divisions in future events. And they're going to be headlining sort of the uh, the middle part of the card, which are the prelims that you're going to be watching on Facebook, uh, and also they'll be putting them in the main card as well. That's the big, big win for Bama. Uh, you've got the top guys at the top, but they're also growing stars from, from domestic level. And I think that's really important to the, the long-term success of Bama. So in conclusion, not only a great night for British MMA, for, but a great night for MMA as a whole. Thank you for joining us on this Mirror TKO Bama 7 special podcast. Say goodnight, Si. Good night. Good night.